Livestream is your premier place to watch live events on the web, mobile devices, and connected TVs. See new events daily or broadcast your own at Livestream.com. Livestream. Be there. I'm your host, Scott Pritchard. Let's Bet is about sports betting, sides, totals, money lines. I've been betting sports professionally full-time in Las Vegas for 30 years. I'm going to show you how I do it. Joining me, as always, a man who loves to streak. He started out 4-0 ATS against the spread, streaking. Now, two weeks ago, he started a new streak. Oh, and two, Jacob Cannon. Yeah, I hope you get off this street pretty daggum soon, as a matter of fact, because I don't like it. We'll be checking back with Jacob Cannon a little bit later on in the show to reach out to us. A couple of things that you can do, email us at letsbet at vegasvideonetwork.com. That's letsbet at vegasvideonetwork.com. Or feel free to, we have a, a toll-free line. Comments, questions, 866-966-4599. That's 866 966 4599. Now let's get started. Before we get into this week's action, let's recap what took place one week ago. Jacob and I on opposite sides, the New England Patriots on the road taking on the Buffalo Bills. I like Buffalo plus the nine. Jacob had New England minus the nine. Jacob, let's bring him back and talk about what your thought was when you were up 21 zip in the second quarter. I thought it was summertime and the living was easy. Tom Terrific was in cruise control. I thought we'd have it made in the shade, brother, but uh, I was wrong. 21 zip, second quarter, no lead is safe, especially with that weak defense that the Patriots have, the fact that they're 32nd in all of football. Let's bring up those current ATS standings. Jacob, 4-2, I'm 4-2, collectively 8-4 ATS against the spread. What that means, friends, is if you were betting blindly $1,000 a game, 1100 to win 1000 you'd be up a crisp $3,600. Yeah, yeah, that, that is definitely summertime and the living would be easy with $3,600 in my pocket. I might bite everybody here around. I do want to follow up with the fact that you talked about terrific Tom, the fact that he had four INTs in that game. The Patriots up 21s up in the second quarter. You would think that they would be well on their way to another easy win. But the fact is, we've talked about the problem with the Patriots. Their defense really presents problems uh, for themselves, basically. Because two weeks ago, we talked about if you turn the ball over in pro football, you're going to lose. Now, the Patriots, when they played the Chargers two weeks ago, yep. Chargers had four turnovers and the Patriots had none. The thing I like about the Patriots, they don't beat themselves. But in this game, Tom Brady had four interceptions. You don't see that every day. You don't. And I'll tell you what, the interesting thing was, I thought that up 21-0, going in the second half, that we would see the emergence of the law firm. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, the Patriots running back, they call him the law firm, just hand it off. Left, right, he doesn't, he doesn't have a high turnover rate, he doesn't fumble much. Give it to him, let him run out the clock, throw a couple of quick slants, you know, no big deal at all. But no, we throw out, and I think this is a testament to that Patriots' weak defense, which is uncharacteristic for a Belichick-led team, even though they weren't great last year, they should be better. I agree with you. We'll be checking back with Jacob a little bit later on in the show. Please understand that, again, the Patriots, even though they went 14-2 and a year ago, they still had a very average defense. This week, or this year, two weeks ago, 25th in the league. Now, after the debacle last week at Buffalo, they're 32nd in all of football. So it's tough to win if you can't stop anyone. I will say, based on their offense, they just simply look to outscore you. But regular season, offense wins. But remember, defense wins 
championship. So let's go ahead and preview what's going on this week. The Bills are in Cincinnati taking on the Bengals. Buffalo favored by three. The total is 44. Jacob, who do you like? Well, I was educated in our pre-show warm-up that the Monkees did this song, so I'm telling you what, I'm a believer. I'll take the Bills <laughs> minus the three. To recap Jacob's play, he likes Buffalo minus the three points. They're 3-0 ATS and straight up having a great season. Before we get to my play, let's take a look at how these two teams match up. First of all, the Buffalo Bills. We're talking about a team that's unbeaten, untied, the only team in the AFC that's 3-0 at this point. We're talking about a team that last year, they were the last team to get a win. They started out 0-8, finished the season 4-12. Well, that was then, this is now. The fact is that week one, they were an underdog against the Kansas City Chiefs, only to win 41-7 straight up. Week two, taking on the Oakland Raiders, they were a four-point dog, down 21-3 at halftime, came back to win 38-35 after converting a fourth and six with about 10 seconds to go in that contest. Now, last week, as Jacob and I alluded to, the fact that, hey, they're down 21-zip in the second quarter at home against the Patriots, only to come back and win 34-31. They're the only team in history of the NFL to win consecutive games after being down 18 points. Fitzpatrick, star quarterback, nine touchdown passes, tops in the league. They have a great running back in Fred Jackson. Not many people know of this guy, but Fred Jackson from Coe College in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Over 300 rushing yards, he's number four in all of football. Let's talk now about the Cincinnati Bengals, a team not to be confused with the Cincinnati Bungles. They've been a laughing stock <laughs> for quite some time. Now they are one and two after last week at home losing to the San Francisco 49ers. 13 to eight seems more like a Colorado Rocky Chicago Cup baseball score if you ask me, but. 13-8 final score, Bengals lose at home. They only had 228 yards total for this contest. So let's take a look. Now, do you bet over or under 44, or do you take the Bills minus the three, or do you get on the home team dog? My play, I like under 44 points for this contest. I think, I respect the fact that the Bills are number one in all of football with 38 points per game. I don't know if the Bengals can score seven points, and I, I really don't think the Bills are going to score 38 points on the road in this contest, knowing that the Bengals will look to slow it down, ball control it, eat up the clock, keep that high-powered Bills offense on the sidelines. Now, before we get to Let's Bet answers your questions, that this is where we take comments, questions off the listener line and or our email, and we'll be answering your questions. But first, let's take a station ID break. No pressure. Hi, I'm... <laughs> Hi, I'm Dennis Silvers from, can't think of the name on my damn show. Golf and other four letter words and you're watching the Vegas Video Network, I think. Welcome back to Let's Bet. I'm your host, Scott Pritchard, alongside Jacob Cannon and executive producer, Scott Whitney. Great to have you with us every Friday morning, 11 o'clock, live Las Vegas style. Keep in mind also KSHP Radio, AM 1400. All the shows on the Vegas Video Network are rebroadcast on KSHP Radio, 6 to 10 p.m. Las Vegas time every Friday night. It's time now for Let's Bet. Answers your questions, again, off the listener line, 866 966-4599 or our email, let's bet at vegasvideonetwork.com. Jacob, what do we have? We've got several questions and a couple here from the live chat, but the first question is actually going to come from me. With the Bills off to this red hot start, uh, have their odds shifted in their Super Bowl chances this year? 
most definitely the odds makers will take a look week in week out depending upon how teams start out i haven't even really taken the bills seriously and i don't think the odds makers have taken the bills seriously yes they're three and oh and yes they're three and oh ats but as far as this team being a legit contender for the afc conference championship I don't see it happening. Now, I know the odds have been lowered considerably for the Bills to win the AFC based on the fact that they're 3 and 0, but they're an eyelash away, my friend, of being o, actually being they're an eyelash away of being 1 and 2 as opposed to 3 and 0. The the good news is they're 3 and 0. The bad news is they have to play the Jets and the Patriots three more times just within their division. So forget this team winning the conference, forget this team winning the Super Bowl. You can put a number on anything and everything, but there are certainly better teams to find value with. The Bills, I respect what they've done up to this point, but it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. There are 13 more games to go. And I think more than anything else, Jacob, the odds makers see this because, again, come on, you're playing the hapless Bengals. You're 3-0 and and you're only favored by three. It tells me that the odds makers and myself are on the same page. I really don't take this team seriously. I respect the fact that they have a great quarterback, a good running back, but their defense is horrendous. And they have a very challenging schedule after playing the Bengals this Sunday. Next. Great points. Great points. Thanks for educating me there. Next question is going to come from the live chat. Jackie uh, is on the live chat. First off, she says uh, you, she likes your casual look. You, you look, you look kind of beachy. Beachy. Let me pronounce that correctly. You people on the radio don't get that wrong. You look very beachy. And she likes it. Uh, second question she has is how do the Detroit Lions look this year? Any chance for them to go to the Super Bowl or win the division? And she wants to make some action on it this weekend. Jackie, I respect the question. The Detroit Lions this weekend, they're in Dallas taking on the Cowboys. The line is one and a half. It's real close to a pick. I respect the Detroit Lions. And Jacob, if, you, if you've been viewing, tuning in on a week-in, week-out basis, you know, Jacob, you and I have been talking about the Detroit Lions as early as July. I said, listen, this team is really going to make some noise. Yep, yep. And Dominic and Sue and that defense have played uh, very, very well. Matthew Stafford has stayed healthy, which is awesome. And he's put up some great numbers in Megatron with that over the – did you see that over the show of the catch this weekend, by the way? It was, it was awesome. very impressive. It was interesting how they go to their marquee player, Calvin Johnson, and yet the Vikings go away from their stud, Adrian Peterson. The Vikings, again, up 20 to zip, only to lose 26-23 to the Lions this past weekend. But the Lions, they run, they pass, they have talent. Again, they've had so many high draft picks over the past few years. In this league, they reward negative behavior, meaning if you are terrible one year, you get high draft picks and, and a favorable schedule the next year. But the fact that the Detroit Lions are unbeaten at this point, remember in the preseason they went 4-0. The last time they went 4-0 in preseason in 2008, they went 0-16 when the regular season began. But this year, 4-0 preseason, 3-0 in the regular season, and they have a legit shot at knocking off the Cowboys on Sunday. It'd be interesting to see if this team can start out 4-0. But to answer Jackie's question, does this team have a legit shot? I would say yes and no. Here's what I have. The, the best team in the entire NFC is the Green Bay Packers, a team that won the Super Bowl a year ago. Unfortunately for the Lions, the Packers are in the same division. So the only way that the Lions are going to have a favorable position in the playoffs is to win their division, where they would be seated one, two, three, or four. They get a home field game. If you're going as a wild card, you're seated five or six, and you have to play on the road. A team that is accustomed to playing in a dome, on the carpet, being forced to go outside in the cold on grass, very, very challenging. Having said that, the Packers are one key injury, Aaron Rodgers, away from 
being an average pedestrian team. So I think the Lions are a very good football team, but the concern is it's going to be tough to leapfrog over the Green Bay Packers in that division. Great, great point. Now, between you and I, do you think the Detroit Lions can leapfrog the Packers or no? Anything's possible. I think talent based and, and experience more than anything else. I think the Lions have talent, and I haven't, I've never said that. <laughs> but I think the Lions have talent. The concern is the Packers have talent and they have experience. I'm big on Wiley veterans. I'm big on proven winners. And so the Packers are the team to beat until someone can actually do it. So it's possible, but I don't see it happening unless there's an unforeseen injury on the Packers team. Sounds great. Jackie just said on live chat, thanks very much. That's exactly what she wanted to know. And I'm gonna tie into our next little uh, question here. We actually have a, an email question. Uh, are you surprised what teams are in the pennant races that comes from Eric in Tacoma, Washington. And Jackie said the Tigers are in the playoffs, so it could be a good year for Detroit. Well, the Detroit Tigers, the Detroit Lions, well, we don't want to talk about the Pistons, but it's been an exciting time now for the, the fans in Detroit. Some of the best fans on the planet are in Detroit. As far as the Detroit Tigers, the fact that they're in the American League Championship Series, the, the problem is they're playing the New York Yankees, but I love their uh, star pitcher. I think the Tigers will give the Yankees a good run. I think Tampa Bay taking on Texas and the other American League uh, first round series will be very exciting. And I do want, I, I appreciate someone asking a baseball question because I have to say, this weekend, we start the, the run for the, the pennant in the American League as well as the National League. The thing that's interesting to me is the Tampa Bay Rays. This is unbelievable. I love baseball because it's a numbers game. The subtleties of the game, the more you know about baseball, the more you can really appreciate it. And the first week in September this year, the Tampa Bay Rays were nine games back. So now we fast forward, it's the 162nd game of the year. And the only way the Rays can get in is if they beat the Yankees. They're down seven zip in the eighth inning. They came back to win. So you play 162 games. The Boston Red Sox have been the favorite the entire year, and they're pretty much in. All they have to do is beat the Orioles or have the Yankees beat Tampa Bay. Well, the Yankees or, or the Red Sox, they, they're up late, and they lose to the Baltimore Orioles. So over a 162-game season, this took three minutes. The Red Sox blew a game against the Baltimore Orioles, and then three minutes later, the Tampa Bay Rays, after being down 7-0 in the eighth inning, came back and knocked off the Yankees. So in terms of excitement, I can't remember it being more exciting for Tampa Bay and gut-wrenchingly sad for the Boston Red Sox. History has a way of repeating itself. I'm sorry, Red Sox fans, but based on talent, there's no way this should have happened. Yeah, that was a, that was a horrible meltdown for uh, the Boston Red Sox. Uh, last question here is from Ray in Baltimore, Maryland. He wants to know which teams are statistically better ATS after a bye week, since we got bye weeks coming up. History has proven ATS as well as straight up teams that have, that's why in the playoffs when you have a number one or a number two seed where they get a bye and these other teams, the other four teams in the playoffs are banging heads and they're traveling and they come, out of, come off an emotionally hard fought game, then they have to travel and play on the road, it's very, very challenging. In the same way in the regular season, it's proven year in and year out, but the odds makers shade it that way now to where you really, once there's a buy, they know that that team has had two weeks to prepare, they've had two weeks to rest, and everyone else just keeps playing. So just take that into account. A lot of the information 
same information that the odds makers have. That's going to wrap up this edition of Let's Bet Answers Your Questions. Please keep in mind you can check us out live every Friday morning, 11 o'clock Las Vegas time for Let's Bet. Executive producer Scott Whitney. I'm Scott Pritchard alongside co-host Jacob Cannon. Jacob, do you have any closing comments? Uh, we will not be live on the air next Friday. Uh, we're going to be prepping for the Vegas Video Network, which is all this greatness that you see. Uh, one year anniversary party. So we won't be live next Friday, but please tune in next Saturday. I believe uh, around 8 o'clock we're going to start the stream. And we're going to be giving away some prizes. What prize? I'll give you a little secret. It's going to be a Roku player. For those of you people that don't know what Roku is, it, it's not what you think. It's actually a thing where you can actually watch internet uh, on your TV and catch all the great shows on the Vegas Video Network. So there you go. Thank you, Jacob, for that outstanding recap. So next Friday, no shows, Vegas Video Network, as we prepare for the big live stream party. And that's 8 p.m., not to be confused with 8 a.m. For his executive producer, Scott Whitney, co-host Jacob Cannon, I'm Scott Pritchard. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Bet. We'll see you next week.